0: Welcome to the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday, and we begin with a couple of breaking news stories as we begin the broadcast today. At the very beginning here, we have an impeachment inquiry that is about to get underway, and we have some pretty interesting activity going on. Hunter Biden spoke to reporters just a few minutes ago. Also, Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case involving access to a drug that's used in more than half of U.S. abortions. The question is whether to limit access to the drug. So these are a couple of breaking news stories developing. I want to first tell you about Hunter Biden, the Associated Press reporting. Hunter Biden has lashed out at GOP investigators who've been digging into his business dealings, insisting outside the U.S. Capitol he will only testify before a congressional committee in public. And he also used the word shameless to characterize the GOP impeachment inquiry. These are comments made just a few minutes ago. There are other lawmakers who are in the midst of speaking right now if you have a source for this uh, let me know Bertie. it would be kind of interesting to hear these clowns uh, including AOC who is speaking right now as these proceedings get underway the goal as I understand it is to um, have a vote which would ultimately authorize The um, impeachment inquiry, this would make it official. The Democrat Party obviously is not in favor of this. They would not want to see this process go forward. But it's also necessary that the Republican Party gets votes from literally everyone. Everyone has to be on board in order for this to pass. There's a razor-thin margin in this particular Situation. So we'll keep you posted on things that develop during the course of this morning on that front. The other story that I mentioned to you relates to the abortion drug. This is mifepristone. Mef- I hope I pronounced that correctly. This is a drug used in more than half of all abortions here in the U.S., the Supreme Court said it's going to decide this term whether to limit access to the drug, returning the polarizing issue of reproductive rights to the high court for the first time since the conservative majority overturned Roe v.ersus Wade last year. And you can absolutely bet that the Democrat Party is going to gen up all of the opposition that it can, And try to score all kinds of political points on this issue. Because they believe this is a winning issue. One of the reasons that they have done so well. Especially in the off-season elections. How high up the ticket will this affect voters? Well, that remains to be seen. By the way, just as a... Heads up, for some reason, Bernie, I'm hearing some interesting music in the background. I assume that's not on air. Now it's... um, Any case, just a preview of some of what we will delve into during the course of the broadcast today. We will delve into the ongoing concerns about Ukraine. How much funding, if any should go to this country. I don't think there's a lot of opposition to supporting Israel, but Ukraine is another story altogether. This continues to be the subject of controversy. We will get both perspectives on this particular issue. The FBI and DHS warning of threats to public safety during the holiday season. And they're saying that this could be connected to the ongoing hamas israel conflict we will talk about that also publicly joe biden is taking a lot of heat for his support of israel but what did he say at a private dc fundraiser it's pretty interesting the comments that were made at this particular event which raises some serious questions about where this guy really stands where is his heart We're also going to talk about shoplifting and how this is taking a devastating bite out of corporate earnings. The money amount that I've seen on this is just absolutely crazy. On the political front, a major endorsement in the GOP presidential contest. This one... (laughs) Is major, but it's probably going to turn off a lot of the MAGA supporters. I'll tell you what this is about. And we've got Wellness Wednesday. Please listen for this. There is a really good post. I was going to share this yesterday for Transformation Tuesday. We did not have the time. So for Wellness Wednesday, a very important message on humility. This is really good stuff you do not want to miss. I want to begin with something good that may actually come out of the ongoing discussions about funding Ukraine and Israel. The White House is now signaling... They are willing to support a new border authority to expel migrants without asylum screenings. As well as dramatic expansion of immigration detention and deportations. The idea is they may actually approve these things in order to convince Republicans to back aid to Ukraine. The White House informed Senate Democrats... It could back these sweeping and hardline immigration policy changes as part of the negotiations over President Biden's emergency funding request. Now, how much money are we talking about here? One hundred billion dollars. It's not chum change, folks. Military aid to Israel, Taiwan and Ukraine. As well as money to bolster border enforcement and hire additional immigration officials. Now, for weeks, a small group of senators have been trying to reach an immigration enforcement deal. Republicans have conditioned any further assistance to Ukraine to policy changes designed to reduce the unprecedented levels of illegal crossings across the southern border. This is pretty uh, basic stuff here. Isn't it sad that they've got to make a deal to force these morons to do what they're supposed to do they should be providing border protection they should not be allowing illegal immigrants to cross with such ease but it looks like something may actually break on this subject that would benefit all of us as Americans the cost apparently tens of billions of dollars if this thing is actually approved During a news conference, Mr. Biden said his team is working with Senate Democrats and Republicans to try to find a bipartisan compromise, both in terms of changes in policy and to provide the resources to secure the border. He's saying he's offered compromise already, adding that holding Ukraine funding hostage in an attempt to force through an extreme Republican partisan agenda on the border is not how it works. We need real solutions. No, you need to do your job, Mr. Magoo. Seal our border. That's what you're supposed to do in the first place. And if this is a means of getting that done... Maybe this is what we're going to end up having to settle for. As we continue the Vince Coakley radio program, we started off in breaking news telling you about Hunter Biden. He has not shown up for a closed-door deposition. What I'm hearing, what seems to be happening here, is he wants this to be entirely public. That's what it's sounding like. And all kinds of posturing is going on right now. Basically, yes, that's what's happening. Hunter Biden is refusing a deposition before the House. So we will listen to find out what's going on with this. Bring you any updates on this as we continue our broadcast. I've got to tell you, folks, a real circus is now... Developing in the nation's capital, Hunter Biden has basically started off the day creating a firestorm on Capitol Hill. Here's what's happened. He has not shown up for a closed-door deposition. I told you earlier, he spoke to reporters a little while ago, accompanied by his lawyer, Abby Lowell. So here he is, apparently in the nation's capital, But he's not testifying. What the heck is he doing there? What is he doing there? Now, during the break, I was listening to a news conference, impromptu news conference from Jim Jordan and from James Comer. Here's what Jim Jordan had to say about the idea of doing this publicly. Remember, just a few minutes ago, Hunter Biden said he wanted to testify publicly. He doesn't want to do the closed-door thing. Jim Jordan expressed the concern that if this is opened up to the floor, he's concerned about the possibility of filibusters, speeches, all kinds of distractions. Yes, the Democrat Party will turn this into a circus and do everything they can to run interference. And I've got to tell you, watching this little circus go on this morning... I am more convinced than ever before these folks have something to hide. You don't do all of this stuff. If this is just basic stuff and Hunter Biden is just going to testify about his business dealings and he's done nothing wrong and there's no connection to his dad. Why would you do all of this? Jim Jordan further said. The whole purpose behind all of this is to look for facts. Look for facts. By the way, the vote for an impeachment inquiry happens today. And today we have a new specter that has been thrown into the equation. That if, for whatever reason, Hunter Biden decides he's not going to go and testify, that there is possibility here. That the House may vote to find him in contempt. Now, this is where it gets really messy, because if this sort of declaration is made, if this action is taken, this would require the Justice Department to prosecute Hunter Biden for contempt. (laughs) Do you think that's going to happen? Didn't have any trouble doing that with Steve Bannon. But I have a strong suspicion. They're not going to be very anxious. To prosecute Hunter Biden. For skipping a deposition. For being in a place of contempt. But that's what's supposed to happen. Hunter Biden insists. His dad had no involvement in his business dealings. If you believe that, I've got some swampland for you out in the Arizona desert. James Comer, who's been deeply involved in this investigation, raised a very good question that everybody, every voter ought to be asking. I wish every voter asked this question back in the year 2020. 2020. But obviously nobody cared. We just wanted to get rid of Donald Trump. What did Biden do to receive millions of dollars from our enemies from around the world? That's a very good question. Because we're not talking about friendly countries here. We're talking about our enemies. China in particular. Why? Didn't millions of dollars flow to this family? Why didn't it flow to your family or to mine? <laughs> Chris writes in, Daddy will come to the rescue and clear him of all charges. You know, here's, let me just, now that you say that, let me just make a quick prediction for you. If, and you know, and this ties in somewhat of what Tara communicated yesterday that ultimately they end up with a replacement candidate. It's not Joe Biden. He pardons his son and everybody within his family who could potentially be charged before he leaves. That's my prediction today, December 13th, 2023. Joe Biden will pardon his son and anybody in his family, including himself who could be ensnared in any legal difficulties. That's going to happen. So we're going to continue to follow this story, because this story is going to be one that will take all kinds of twists and turns today. I guarantee this. This is going to be very messy. And the White House now has a real mess on its hands. I mean, I would be very curious right now if I were reported to ask Mr. Magoo, why won't your son testify? What's the deal? Did you ask him not to testify? You know, one of the things that just nauseates me too, as a longtime journalist, I'm watching this impromptu news conference with James Comer and with Jim Jordan. And these reporters, they sounded like they were on the Biden payroll. There's no curiosity and suspicion about the Bidens at all. All the suspicion is about the Republicans. I'm not telling you to believe everything the Republicans are saying. But I am darn well saying to you, if you don't see a flow of millions of dollars of money to this family as being suspicious, you are a person whose brains have rotted out. You're an absolute moron, and you have no business in journalism. Sadly, this is what makes up a good part of the mainstream news media. People are completely uncurious about things that regular people would like to know. They are going to assume and presume the innocence of Hunter Biden. Yes, I know, uh, innocent until proven guilty. I know that. But there's always been a healthy suspicion. The news media has always had a healthy suspicion about people in power. And I'm telling you, when it comes to the Democrat Party, it's not there. Oh, they're innocent. Oh, they would never do such a thing. Republicans, oh, they're guilty. They've got to be guilty. This is so nauseating. We'll follow this story and much more as we continue the broadcast of the Vince Coakley radio program. So I told you a circus is underway right now on Capitol Hill. Hunter Biden has defied a congressional subpoena. I had the opportunity during the break to listen to more of what Hunter Biden had to say this morning. I'm my stomach is just ready to turn because this is just gonna get so stupid. okay well, what what is Vince talking about? Well some of the wor- first words out of this moron's mouth this crackheaded idiot. I mean I- I'm, I'm just I just don't have much sympathy for this. I really don't. Some of the first words out of his mouth is he saying he's come to the capitol because part of what he wants to do, Is He wants to push back against this narrative about him This narrative created by guess whom the MAGA right? I'm just I'm disgusted I'm Glad I didn't eat breakfast this morning because I Would lose it This is just disgusting This guy and I don't mind saying it, not just him, his entire freaking family, they're criminals. Every single solitary one of them. And now, what's he going to do? Stir the pot and castigate the people who are investigating him. This is out of the Hillary Clinton playbook. Remember how she said there was this vast right-wing conspiracy No, you're a crook. You were a crooked little witch. And the same thing goes for this family. See, this this is the other thing. Forgive me for going off the beaten path here, but I am just so sick. I am so disgusted. What is wrong with us that we keep picking these crooked jackass politicians to run our country? Now, some of you who've listened to me on a regular basis, you've heard this a million times. We're a country of 350 million people. Are you telling me this is the best we've got? This is horrible. I think you could do a better job picking one freaking name out of the phone book and putting that person in the White House. I'm confident that person would do a better job and probably be more morally upstanding than who is in the White House right now. What is wrong with us? I mean, it goes all the way back. We know Joe Biden was a plagiarizer. Now, I have some level of sympathy for the man and his, his issues now. In terms of his cognitive condition. And yet at the same time. The man's always been crooked. This is a man who really has not. He did not come to the Capitol as a clean man in the first place. Any luck at all with a source for any of these people speaking. We have... um, Apparently, what's happened, and I'm just speculating, based on the amount of time since the last time James Comer was in front of a mic, I suspect that congressional leaders have probably huddled and made a determination on what they are going to do in going forward. So we're going to keep you posted on what's happened here. Let me just tell you more about what Hunter Biden said this morning. He said, what are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. He said he was offered a choice to come in for depositions or committee hearings. Well, I've chosen. I'm here to testify at a public hearing to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. There's no evidence to support the allegations. My father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Okay. Well, come testify. Just come and testify. Bring it. But again, I'm reminding you there's something to hide here. This is a mess, an absolute mess. I promise we will move into other territory. And even though we are a little bit over here, Jackie, I'll give you about a minute here. What are your thoughts, Jackie? I'll,
1: I'll, I'll make it quick, quick, Vince. I'm glad you kind of clarified some of the stuff. But I was hearing that he didn't refuse to testify. He just simply wants to do it in public. So I think they should just go ahead and do it. And if he's guilty, then let's go ahead and prove it and get, get this behind us. And, and my and my feeling is he's definitely guilty. He used his dad's name and his family for influence to make money. There's no question about that. So let's do you think, get it over with and, and go on.
0: Do you think this goes all the way up to the president?
1: It's, it's it's possible, but, but, but the thing is, I don't think uh, the president is malicious about it. Uh, I think he probably helped his son. I mean, here he is. He has a son who's a former drug addict, who's had a lot of problems, and a lot of problems, and there's a simple, you know, every parent is sympathetic towards his right.
0: son. Absolutely. So I
1: wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Joe Biden made some mistakes in that regard. There's no. There's no question about that could have happened, man. We we know it happened, and the same thing happens with all presidents, kids. Uh, Donald Trump is the same way, and uh, you know. So I just think we should get this behind us and go on. And one more thing, and I'll shut up here. But you've got this great. You uh, love calling uh, Joe Biden Mr. Magoo. But I never hear you uh, with a nickname for Donald Trump. So what's your nickname for for for, for Donald
0: oh, Trump? Oh, you haven't heard me make references to uh, the Orange Man and other stuff like oh, that. Okay. I okay. that I've said along well, the way. I,
1: I, I would just like to hear that
0: more. Also, the or oh, the man. great I, orange, the great orange Jesus, or whatever it is that uh, I don't know. I've used a few along the way. Well, I do well, he
1: can't. He can't. He can't be Jesus because he's a European.
0: Uh, Caucasian. Um, you know, he hey Jackie, he can't be Jesus anyway, so that's kind of well, a he, moot point.
1: He believes he can. You remember the Bible being upside down, so he's.
0: Oh gosh, down. Yeah. Jackie, God exactly. help us! God help us, Jackie. Thanks very much for your call. <laughs> what do you think? And I, I, I want to know what you think about this. Seriously, should the Republicans go ahead and say okay? Let's go ahead, instead of having this closed-door deposition, let's do this publicly. Should they go ahead and do that? Ah, my goodness, folks. I told you this, this story about Hunter Biden is going to have all kinds of twists and turns. I had the opportunity to listen to more of the news conference. This is the second time that James Comer and Jim Jordan have spoken to reporters this morning. Here is the new takeaway. This is really important. Regarding the refusal to testify in a closed-door setting, James Comer basically drawing a line in the sand and saying he does not get to set the rules as in Hunter Biden. So this idea of trying to do public testimony, he's basically flipping the bird to Hunter Biden and saying, look, you're going to testify behind closed doors. We're not going to change our process just for you. Jim Jordan Made an interesting observation about a statement from Hunter Biden this morning. Part of his statement was My father was not financially involved in the business. This, and I've been watching some of the commentary on this thus far, this is thought to be yet a new iteration on the explanation coming out of the White House. They have danced around this and put out several different things. This is the new version. So, in other words, he may not have been financially involved in the business, but he was involved in another way. And now the question becomes, how was he involved? Now, the first opportunity to address this is obviously going to be this afternoon at 1 o'clock, when that poor, wretched soul... The press spokesperson will no doubt have a barrage of questions. If nobody else, Peter Ducey will ask the question. Okay, now we've got a new version. Hunter is saying he's, his father was not financially involved in the business. This is a new thing that we're being told. Can you explain this? Right before we came out of break, one analyst said about this situation Hunter won the hour. But Joe has ultimately lost this is kind of interesting so this narrative this is a nice little comfortable place for Hunter Biden to hide right now but this is going to create all kinds of problems for Joe Biden because the question is now even more apparent how was he involved if it wasn't financial what was the level of involvement how there's, there's just, there's no good answer here. There really isn't. I, wow, <laughs> wanted to go into one particular area where at least there is some positive news to report. The ongoing operations by Israel to take out Hamas. We may have time to share both of these. Israeli Special Operations veteran Aaron Cohen had a conversation with Fox News. And the positive news out of this is that this military campaign is putting some serious pressure on Hamas. And Aaron Cohen says, first and foremost, what's happened now? Hamas has been thrown into turmoil. Listen up. Yusuf al-Mansi, who's the former communications
2: minister for Hamas in Gaza, has just been interrogated. He was part of that 500-plus Hamas members right. who were taken prisoner by the Israelites, surrendered to the IDF because of that pressure cooker, sir uh, in Hebrew, that campaign that Israel's been putting on uh, for the last 60-plus days. Uh, in an interrogation with Israel's intelligence uh, unit, Shin Bet or Shabak, mm-hmm. uh, uh, is literally turning on uh, Yehi Sinwar, the leader of Gaza uh, uh, in the southern portion of Gaza, who's up close with those hostages and he's calling for Sinwar to step down. All of these Hamas members are surrendering themselves because they believe that Sinwar, who's become essentially the Bin Laden of Gazan, yeah. they believe that he's absolutely lost his mind, he's bringing Gaza back 200 years into the Stone Age and Hamas is turning on him and it's happening very quickly through these interrogations.
0: And we certainly hope This is something that will continue, that they will be able to dismantle this terrorist operation all the way down to the root. Now, Aaron Cohen had something else to say that's very concerning, and it's pretty straightforward. And this is the concern about where this goes from here. He was asked, is this war actually expanding?
2: Uh, I do. I do. I think this is all part of Iran's uh, uh, larger uh, picture here. you got the Houthis. You've got the Iraq-ISIS uh, uh, element, uh, 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 which is also connected to Iran. You've got Hamas. Trace, these—Iran uh, uh, is—all uh, these proxies, I don't know why we're looking at them as proxies. This is Iran. Yeah. These proxies are Iran. And Iran thinks that by using these proxies, we don't see that this is Iran directly targeting U.S. forces, targeting uh, U.S. Uh, partners in the Middle East, including Israel. Yeah. And the sooner the U.S. continues to stand back, assist Iran, give them money, whatever Biden's doing, it's a complete dangerous escalation of what could potentially happen in the region. Uh, we're up against a heartbreak. You've got 15 seconds for you. Are we closer to the end
3: of Israel's war against Hamas? Closer to the end or closer to the beginning? I
2: think we're I think we're closer to the end. The problem is, Biden put the uh, handcuffs uh, him and uh, him and his uh, team put the handcuffs on Israel. And they slowed them down. They said they want more selectivity. They want more intelligence-driven uh, 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 operations, targeted uh, with, with, with more control over the civilian casualties. Trace, we're at war. It's a war yeah. in Israel. I mean, people get killed. It's very unfortunate. However, Israel's doing the best it can. But I I think right. that Israel's at about the fifty-yard line. If I had to guess,
0: fifty-yard line the ongoing war between Hamas and Israel. Much more as we continue the Vince Coakley radio program straight ahead. We have Wellness Wednesday. You do not want to miss this one. Stay with us. Isn't it interesting the events that are unfolding today on Capitol Hill this Wellness Wednesday post is very very appropriate and let me let me just say this because I really need to say this first and foremost the first place we need to apply what I'm about to share with you is to ourselves that is the starting place it's so easy in temptation to, to you know and and this is across the board. A lot of times when we're reading Scripture, we read something that is uh, exposes a particular issue or problem or situation. And many times our first inclination is to look outwardly, and, and really the starting place needs to be in our own hearts. That's really the first place we need to look before we look anywhere else this wellness Wednesday post is on humility it's for my good friend Bob Prater who I have the utmost respect and appreciation for here's what Bob has posted it's not new folks the current trend is for leaders to never admit errors or wrongdoing to never apologize and even to turn the tables on those who have been harmed by accusing them of even worse behaviors dicks toxicity runs the gamut through the worlds of business politics entertainment and yes even religion Again, it's not new. It can be traced back as far as Adam blaming Eve, as well as blaming the very God who gave Eve to him. (laughs) There is a better way. King David was called a man after God's own heart, but he certainly didn't earn that description by following the law please hear me on this let me repeat what bob has written king david did not earn this description as god's the man after god's own heart by following the law his life was one filled with taking what he wanted when he wanted whether it be taking another man's wife, in what was likely rape, or subsequently having her husband killed. David's life was often a train wreck. So why is he referred to as a man after God's heart? Two things set him apart from other leaders. Please listen to this very carefully. Self-awareness and repentance Self-awareness and repentance. And again, the starting place for this is me. Don't look across the way. Don't look at your wife, your husband, your children, other family members, the other political party. Self-awareness and repentance. Bob continues, he was always quick to recognize that he had hurt others and was eager to enter the process of repentance, changing his behavior and heart. Bob concludes writing this, guys, these are perilous days. If those you follow and respect in business politics or the church are the type who defend, deflect, And turn tables on accusers I would strongly recommend finding new leaders I don't mind saying this again because this is a theme in my life I do not want anything to do with people who are like this I want I mean doesn't leader imply somebody you would like to emulate If those you follow and respect in business, politics, or the church are the type who defend, deflect, and turn tables on accusers, I would strongly recommend finding new leaders, new heroes, new spaces. The best leaders are never perfect, but they're always self-aware, compassionate, and willing to take responsibility. Now let's start with ourselves am I self-aware am I quick to repent when I realize something is wrong and likewise is this what I expect from people around me if I'm in a place of choosing people for positions of leadership do I promote and encourage and elevate people like this or I'm looking for people who are promoting conflict and vengeance and retribution. Starting place. Self-awareness and repentance. I don't know about you. That's my starting place. But from there, I can tell you, so many of the people that I see from day to day, this is one of the problems of our society in general. There is precious little self-awareness. It's really, an, it's really a paradox, isn't it? A day and age in which there is some, such a focus on social media and selfies, yet there's very little self-awareness. It's quite a paradox, isn't it? The problem is we're spending so much time looking at ourselves, looking at the exterior. How do we look? And there's not enough time doing some real x-ray examination. What's inside? Self-awareness and repentance for me and for people who are good leaders. Love to get your thoughts, if you have any, on this particular subject. 704-570-1110 is our phone number. Also, if you'd like to follow, you can follow me, Vince Coakley, on X... That's Vince, C-O-A-K-L-E-Y. You can also look for the Vince Coakley page on Facebook. Look for the profile with me behind the microphone. Still to come, we will delve into the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Some very different views on the subject. Also, who did Mr Zelensky meet with when he was here a very curious meeting and i'm sure this one will cause a lot of people to <laughs> be very curious about the relationship between the big military establishment in the United States of America and a concern from the FBI and the DHS about public safety here around the holiday season that and much more as we continue our broadcast couple of social media items on the entire matter involving hunter biden bobby writes in yeah vince he's just helping his son out (laughs) we also have this russ says i think the most important questions i've heard regarding hunter joe and the rest of the family's business dealings what is the legitimate business activity any of them has provided To justify the payments and why are they dealing with only shady countries and organizations instead of legitimate friendly ones? If their services were worth millions to bad actors, certainly a U.S. or EU country or company would have paid at least a few hundred grand to secure those same valuable services, right? I think right you are, Russ. This is clearly not... (laughs) Something where you can provide a clear-cut, oh, this is what we did for this business. I, I don't think you can do that. You really can't. This is all about paying for access. And they got it. They got the access. It's my perspective, anyway. Let's go out to Richard here in Charlotte. Good morning, Richard.
3: Good morning. Vince, thank you for taking my call. My name is Rich, and I'm coming to you live from America's number one Ford Transit work vehicle en route from Charlotte to Raleigh, North Carolina. And I have called so that you can riddle me this. It seems that Hunter Biden has declined the deposition in favor of a more public venue in which he will be able to filibuster the format. Why has Jim Jordan not duck the jab before dodging and ducking to the right and throwing the right cross by saying I will accept and in our format it will be public. But it will not be limited by your time constraints. That is my question.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. So you're saying he ought to call the he to call the bluff here and say, okay, you've got your public hearing, now get your ass over here and testify, and you're going to do it our way.
3: Exactly. Exactly. But not five minutes at a time so that you can sit there like Alejandro Mayorkas and senator at the beginning, senator at the end, and I will not answer any of your freaking questions. You're going to sit there until we're done with your butt, and you're going to answer everything (laughs) until we're done. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
3: but you're going to be on camera and we'll have plenty of fodder for everything that you don't want after we're done with this. Why? Oh boy. Why not? Jim Jordan, come on.
0: You know, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, uh, pretty tempting offer there. I very much appreciate your call there, Richard. And it'll be interesting to see whether this is a direction that the House decides to take, I think now they're focused on this impeachment inquiry vote today. And to be honest with you, I think it further drives those numbers up to make sure that they will have the votes they need. I think if there are people who are maybe a little wishy-washy on this, I think this solidifies support. That's my perspective anyway. So... Let's go to the issue of funding for Ukraine. President Volodymyr Zelensky urged Republicans to show the same courage as Ronald Reagan in the Cold War and unblock the billions of dollars in aid that he needs to fight Russia. Appealing to the memory of Ronald Reagan. Interesting, isn't it? I want to play a couple of pieces of sound for you one of them comes from Chuck Schumer who's pretty much on board this thing 100% the whole aid package $100 billion and he is saying this funding for Ukraine this matter is absolutely urgent he needs the aid
4: quickly if we don't give the aid quickly several things will happen first the military needs but second Europe and many other allies will say what is going on here they're not getting they're not giving them the aid
0: so what's going on on the other side of this well there's a lot of skepticism growing skepticism among republicans and what i hear more and more are questions about how this money is being handled here are some of those concerns expressed by the house speaker mike johnson What the Biden administration seems to be asking for is billions of additional dollars with no appropriate oversight, no clear strategy to win, and and none of the answers that I think the American people are owed. None of the answers. I mean, how many answers are you getting? (laughs) It's, It's just not happening, folks. And you really want this thing to get even messier? Let's throw this into the equation. While here... The Ukrainian president met with defense contractors during his visit to Washington. Out of the $100 billion, 61 of this would go to Ukraine. And you know these defense companies, they are absolutely salivating. We're going to hear what Mr. Zelensky had to say during his meeting with those contractors as we continue the broadcast also coming up. We'll talk about the concerns about threats to public safety over the holiday season. These connected to the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas. And Joe Biden, what did he say at a private fundraiser about Israel with friends like him? Who in the world needs enemies? We'll address this and much more. So, Mr. Ukrainian President Zelensky had an interesting meeting, this meeting, with military contractors. Keep in mind, if you think about $61 billion, that's a lot of military equipment, a whole lot of it. And let's be honest these things become one big huge racket now i know people have expressed concerns about the integrity of this administration and i think they're legitimate concerns i mean it's really a paradox here because i i don't look at this situation and view the ukrainian government as being pure and white as the wind-driven snow i don't I'm very much concerned about us. You know, we have to talk about what's in this nation's best interest. One of the strongest arguments, I heard this again. Just the other day, someone was making the point that the money that we've put into it, and this makes me feel a little bit better. I don't feel completely great about it, but I feel a little bit better. But he talked about the fact that This military campaign and the way the Ukrainians have fought back, it significantly degraded the Russian military. This benefits us. I think that's actually a good thing. Love to get your thoughts on this. So let's listen to what Mr. Zelensky had to say when he met with these defense contractors. Listen up. Thank you so much.
4: I'll be happy to be in dialogue today. For us, it's very important during the war that uh, to know and to share details of the war, to share real, very concrete things, what we need and where you already helped us. That's why I want to thank you, all of you and your partners. And of course, please pass from me messages to your workers, people who really work and they did a lot for Ukraine. Just one. I mean, we are facing to this war as unprovoked war, and we understand that without such people, companies, and uh, such such workers, and uh, we we really couldn't manage and and save our plant, and uh, we are very thankful that we have such
0: friends. Again, Volodymyr Zelensky, talking with defense contractors. <laughs> you really can't make this stuff up, folks. By the way, that you're, if you're wondering, hey, why was there music there? I think this video was actually put out by the Ukrainian government. It was designed to present this warm and fuzzy look at, oh, isn't this great? Here he is expressing his appreciation to the defense contractors, providing the much-needed equipment that Ukraine needs for its ongoing war with Russia. So, speaking of wars, are we 100% behind the Israeli government recognizing that war is not going to be pretty, it's not going to be clean, it's not going to be neat, Do you have any doubt that Israel's doing everything it can to avoid civilians? Or do you think they're just, you know, let's just go and flatten Gaza completely? Who cares about people? Breitbart has a story about how Mr. Magoo, President Biden, trashed Israel in a private D.C. fundraiser. And even used the phrase indiscriminate bombing. This criticism lodged toward the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu at a private fundraiser in Washington, D.C. on Friday. After telling guests of the White House Hanukkah party the night before of his admiration for Israel. The Times of Israel reported Biden accused Israel of indiscriminate bombing in Gaza. Biden provided no evidence for this. He also said that Netanyahu had to replace members of his democratically elected government coalition and accept a Palestinian state. Is this guy really this stupid? Unfortunately, he really is. This is just way out of control. In July, Biden made similar comments, explaining why he refused to meet with Netanyahu since his election the year before, saying he had extreme cabinet members. Biden routinely meets with autocrats from a variety of nations across this globe. The Times of Israel said U.S. President Joe Biden says Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu needs to change his hardline government. That has made it very difficult for the international community to back Israel in the war against Hamas. The president also says Israel is losing global support due to its indiscriminate bombing in Gaza. This is the most conservative government in Israel's history, Biden says, during a campaign fundraiser. Adding the Netanyahu-led coalition doesn't want a two-state solution. The path Washington has called for after the war with Hamas. Last month, Biden also used the word indiscriminate to describe Israel's bombing campaign in Gaza. However, he was referring to the early stage of the war and indicated the IDF has been more pinpointed since. His comments at the fundraiser reveal he no longer thinks that's the case. Or you might make the case here. He didn't know what he's talking about. On Monday night, as Breitbart News reported, Biden told guests of the White House he loved Netanyahu even though they did not agree on many things. Biden also said he was a Zionist, claiming southern parts of the country did not like that. In response to Biden's claim about indiscriminate bombing, Israel Defense Forces spokesman told the Israeli press, in his in Israel, Israel targets very carefully in Gaza and has shown the U.S. proof to back that up. He noted Israel had been especially careful in Gaza the last several weeks since it had a large number of its own soldiers on the ground. The extreme members of Israel's government are supposedly the religious Zionist parties, including national security minister. Last month, Israel's army radio reported that members of Israel's left privately said they were thankful that this national security minister was in their government after he threatened to quit if Netanyahu about international pressure to stop the invasion of Gaza. Netanyahu's Netanyahu's government now includes the center, left, blue, and white party as part of an emergency national unity government. These folks are together. Biden is trying to divide people, even trying to divide the Israeli people. Netanyahu has publicly opposed the U.S. insistence that Palestinians be rewarded with a state after the October 7th terror attack, and has also opposed the return of the Palestinian Authority to Gaza. His government is said to be drafting an alternative plan. You know where that plan belongs? Let's just say, let's flesh it. The next person. The next person who talks about a two-state solution like this needs a dunce cap. It doesn't make any sense at all. Absolutely zero sense. haw! Back on the Vince Coakley Radio program. Some breaking news involving Tesla Tesla is recalling nearly all vehicles sold in the US more than 2 million to update software and fix a defective system that's supposed to ensure drivers are paying attention when using autopilot documents posted today by US safety regulators say the update will increase warnings and alerts to drivers and even limit the areas where basic versions of autopilot can operate This is after a two-year investigation by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to a series of crashes that happened while the autopilot partially automated driving system was in use. Some were deadly. Now, the agency says this investigation found autopilot's method of making sure drivers are paying attention can be inadequate and may lead to foreseeable misuse of the system. So, again... Tesla recalling nearly all vehicles sold in the U.S., more than $2 to update software, fix a defective system. That's going to be rather messy. The FBI and Department of Homeland Security, warning of threats to public safety during the holiday season, amplified by the Israel-Hamas conflict. They're warning the public of heightened threats, heightened threats. And they're saying these threats may now be amplified by the war. So. What are they concerned about? Ongoing tensions related to the conflict between Israel and Hamas likely heighten the threat of lone actor violence, targeting large public gatherings throughout the winter including holiday-related, faith-based, New Year's Eve, and First Amendment-protected events related to the conflict. The Bureau says these targets likely to remain attractive to lone actors inspired by a range of ideologies due to their accessibility and symbolic nature. So be aware of this potential threat during this season. Also, federal investigators have tracked major retail theft back to criminal organizations in Europe and South America. Get a load of this. They're sending non U.S. citizens into the U.S. with the sole objective of stealing. These foreign crime rings are flying operatives into the country to do as much damage as possible at major stores. And the thefts contributed to the $112 billion total in retail losses in 2022. That was up from $94 billion in 2021. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot. Investigations launched by DHS's U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Homeland Security Investigations arm focus on the head honchos behind organized crime rings And they've uncovered several such foreign-based groups that have targeted and continue to focus their efforts on hurting U.S. retailers. One such example, the South American Theft Group. Can you believe this? (laughs) South American Theft Group. Which include organizations based in Colombia, Chile, and other countries. This is just crazy. Just when you think you've heard it all, right? Time for us to quickly take a look at the day in history. How are you today, Bernie? I'm good, Vince. I hope you are, man. Not bad at all. We'll just zip through these. Beginning in 1918, Woodrow Wilson arrived in France for peace talks. 1950, James Dean appeared in a Pepsi commercial. That was his first paid acting gig. Hmm. 1972, astronaut Gene Cernan left the moon and 1981 Polish labor leader Lech Walesa arrested over the trade union solidarity he would go on to become the leader of Poland 2000 here's a question for you Bernie a day after the Supreme Court ruling this man conceded the election in 2000 who was it that Al Gore I guess he finally had to deal with an inconvenient truth. Oh, Vince. You didn't <laughs> tell me. I would have had the rim shot ready for that one. That was a good one. That was pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> uh, this guy was found and captured near his hometown of Tikrit. 2003. It's a country we invaded. I'm not sure. After this one. 9-11. That would be Saddam Hussein. Oh, okay. Tracked that little guy down and brought him into custody you may have heard this in the news i had to go into this have you heard about this story this just blows my mind you know people are doing weird things with tastes (laughs) doritos did you hear about this bernie i haven't heard anything about doritos yet doritos has teamed up with empirical to create a booze that tastes just like the chips classic nacho cheese flavor Mm. the nacho cheese spirit was made using real Doritos chips and alcohol the PepsiCo owned brand said the limited time booze can be made into multiple cocktails that can be sipped neat or over ice empirical is an uncategorized spirits company so it allows us the freedom to experiment with really interesting flavors and not have to be stuck in a gin box, or a tequila box, or whiskey box. Okay, we can take something that has unique and amazing flavor, like Doritos, and evolve it into something completely new. So I ask you, Bernie, do you have any interest in nacho Doritos-flavored nacho cheese spirits? I'm a Cool Ranch guy myself, Vince, so I'm going to have to say no on the nacho cheese. I would try a Cool Ranch, though. I'd try it. If they came out with one for Cool Ranch, yeah, I would, I would give it a shot. Oh my goodness! Did you like that? By the way, that's uh, a good sh- one. Oh my, I just now. Come on, that Vince, one. that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know what the price for this is, by the way? What's that? Sixty-five dollars. Yeah, no, I'm out then. Limited edition, limited edition bottle. Can't handle that on a radio I think, salary. I think <laughs> I figured out your Christmas gift. <laughs> 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 well, that's all the time we have. That's rather a cheesy ending to this broadcast, isn't it? Thank you very much for joining us. Have a great day.